Santa Claus here. Are you looking for the perfect Christmas gift for that special someone? Well, look no further than tpublic.com slash user slash caging greatness. They've got all the best Nicolas Cage related merch. And perhaps you have a favorite co-host. Well, they've all got merch too. <laughs> Make my job a little bit easier and get some great stuff for that special person in your life. Again, that's tpublic.com slash user slash caging greatness. <laughs> and don't worry about how many cookies they bribe me with to do this ad. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Cage. This is my snakeskin jacket, and for me, it's a symbol of my individuality and belief in personal freedom. Oh God, not the bees. Killing me won't bring back your goddamn honey. What do you think I'm gonna do? I'm gonna save the fucking day. How absurd. Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? How absurd. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. How absurd. How, in the name of Zeus's butthole, did you get out of your cell? How absurd. What's in the bag? A shark or something? How absurd. Well, I think you better pull the trigger, because I don't give a fuck. How absurd. I never disrobe before gunplay. How absurd. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Caging Greatness, the show where we discuss the films of Nicolas Cage and how Thomas Jefferson is a massive prick. We apologize that there's no cold open. Everyone decided to start being funny during sound checks, so we weren't recording, but rest assured, we are hilarious. The one time the record button wasn't punched. Yeah, the one time yeah. I don't do the thing I always do, because I'm trying to make sure we all sound fine. Yeah, fuck me, right? God. Oh, fuck you, you ruined Damn, that, 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 that. Y'all are just going to have to take our word for it. I thought it was fucking Damn, that's that's pretty good. good. I don't know if we can be funny again. The canceled. The show has been fucking canceled, okay? No, we've all been canceled individually, now collectively as a group. Show's over. You know, we just, it has not been our week. You know, let's be honest. I do think this is a perfect time to announce our very, let's say, in poor taste, Netflix movie called Cancelled for Christmas. Yeah. Instead of Caging Greatness, it's just cancelled. Goodbye. Yeah. And, and we gotta get the the least Baldwin brother to star in it, the one who stars in all the Christian movies. Steven. Yeah, Steven, Steven Baldwin. Mm. I still think Daniel is less than because we know Steven's name. Daniel Baldwin, though. Phew, nobody gives a shit about Daniel Baldwin. <coughs> At least it's not Alec Baldwin. Which one was in yeah. Biodome? That was Steven. Okay. Yeah, Steven's the one who does all the no, Christian not movies. No, not Adam Baldwin, yeah. but he's not really. I know a another one does them too. He's the uh, he, uh, uh, sorry, the, 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 the fat one, huh? Uh, the guy from Full Metal The bigger jacket? one of the bunch, uh, I suppose. The guy from Daniel, Firefly. maybe. The last movie I remember seeing him in was Paparazzi. If 
anyone here sure knows that what I'm I want. I didn't see that one. I love how there are two different yeah. conversations <laughs> going on on this goddamn podcast right like now. The last Stephen Baldwin movie I saw also, it was called 666. It was about the mark of the beast. And it also had Jeffrey Dean Morgan as the star. Okay. That was what? the first place I ever saw Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I was like, you know what? This guy's really good. I hope he does good things soon. Yeah. And you know what? He did. Yeah, you know, he, I, I, he was great in Rampage. He did a great Tommy Lee Jones impression. You know, I, I do genuinely love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And, you know, I yeah. know he's a listener, so you know, good on you, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. <laughs> good on you. I, I love how oh, we're just shoot. really fond of people with three initials, first two of which are JD. Yeah. No, JDF, JDM. That, that does seem to... to yeah, I mean, we, and we, we do branch out a little bit. JCVD. Yes. So... DDP. Anyway, DDP, yeah. Yep. But yep. to answer your question, yes, he was in Full Metal Jacket. Okay. Yeah, it turns out uh, Adam Baldwin had said some not kind things uh, about the LGBTQ community about 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Huh. And I think he's into, like, some weird, like, conspiracy shit. <laughs> yeah, oh, not, not the fun conspiracy shit, like, you know, the dangerous kinds. Yeah. But, Cannon, to your off-mic question, uh, I'm going to explain to you what a Diva Cup is. Yes. What? In case you're, in case you're wondering, because there's a little bitty plastic thing on the table that looks like a Diva Cup. It's this, it's this uh, little silicon bulb that women have used. It's a, a more environmentally friendly option to tampons. So that they just oh, okay. insert it, and then they just sort of fill up their that little cup with uh, with their menstrual fluid, and they discard it out. You don't have to... Buy pantons and throw them away. Wait, so it remains inside, fills up, they take it out, empty it, and then put it back inside. Yeah. They clean it, of course. Delicious. Right, so today... <laughs> I don't know why that was the word I decided to use there. <laughs> I don't know what was worse, that or that fucking 10-second pause. <laughs> it was just like... I'm never emotionally going to recover from this. <laughs> it's probably the most pregnant pause in the history of the show. It's fine. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We're going to head okay, on. See, th- this is why we're canceled <laughs> for Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. I hope you have the, the, the best holiday and the brightest of new years. Because <laughs> you see, like, you know, we're, we're, we're a little rusty. We're a little out of form because it's only been 42 days since the last Nicholas Cage episode. <laughs> Look, we had a lot of scheduling conflicts. We had a lot of stuff come up. We had to shuffle some things around. But it's okay because we're doing... Trapped in Paradise, which is the first time I've ever seen it, and it automatically jumped into my like top five Christmas movies. I fucking love this thing. Spoiler alert! Uh, and it's fine because next week we're we're doing the impression game, and then the week after that, it, it's it's the KG Awards. So no, no, we were doing uh, Family Man. Family Cage. Man, right? Yes. So ha. you get two ha. Cage episodes this month. Consider yourself lucky. Yeah, the, you get the thing that we originally had scheduled when we started the show in February. Two shows a month, both cage-related. I mean, technically three, because, I mean, let's face it, the cages are going to have cage all over it, technically. Yeah, we are going to talk a lot about the cages. Yeah, that's December 30th. Yeah, so, like, two cage movies and one cage-themed uh, episode. Right. I mean, uh, I'm going to assume, even if we were to, like, knock out all the cage movies, we're not going to stop the show. Oh, God, no. So, like, if anything, we're just... Oh, no, that, that's why I've been so Keeping encouraging of doing roll. random bullshit more often than not, because 
That way we'll always have a cage thing to talk about at some point. I mean, well, like, I mean, we can always do round two of movies, like especially the ones we started with, see if our opinions have changed. Or yeah, not. and I would like to do that for Willy's Wonderland at some point. But uh, like, the more we stretch it out on the first go round, the more we can stretch it out on the second go round. Uh, that way, the twenty people that listen to us every week, they're going to be stuck with us for a long. Long time. I mean, Nicolas Cage is going to continue to form until, you know, he's, you know, all spent up in this mortal coil. And, and plus, Before he ascends. And plus, <laughs> like, let's be honest, if we did Cage episodes, like, but the movies week to week, we would be done in two years. Yeah. So, As it is, we're coming up on our first year anniversary, and we got, like, 80% of his filmography left to go. Yeah, we've we yep. done... And growing. 18 full... <laughs> Cage episodes. And he's still making shit. Yeah, I mean, hell, we, we found out last week he's going to be in a vampire movie. He's going to play Count Dracula. Yes, and I'm so goddamn excited. He's going to have Nicholas Holt and Aquafina in it. I'm, I'm thrilled. I want this to be like a sequel to Vampire's Kiss. I really do. You know what? It's not impossible. I, I showed the Nosferatu club clip to Liz. Because she was sitting there when we saw the announcement. She said the announcement to me the first time. I was like, no, no, no. you got to see. He's going to be perfect. <coughs> and she, she, uh, it was a good time. You might be able to convince her to watch it with you if you guys want to watch it again. What, Vampire's Kiss? Yeah. It was based off the strength of that scene alone. Oh, man. Because I didn't even get to the points where we were talking where he's doing that weird accent he had affected. Yeah. What if they have, what if Hollywood has listened to our old episodes and they are literally just doing Vampire's Kiss remade, but with Nicolas Cage reprising the role? I mean, I would love that. I'd watch it. Yeah. <laughs> With Cage now just doing it all over again, why not? <laughs> yeah, Cage remakes all of his movies. Yeah, fuck it, I'm down. Let's go. So definitely he, he's just pulling a Taylor show. Swift. He's remaking all this shit. All yeah, right, cool. now that he's finally under, <laughs> out from under the thumb of that bastard. Right. Yep. A 14-minute cinematic experience is what that one music video <laughs> was called. Well... We watched Trapped in Paradise. Yes, we've we done did. our obligatory <laughs> 10 minutes of bullshit to open the show. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to do our normal thing. But as always, I'm joined by my festive co-hosts. <laughs> to my right, of course, is Jonathan. I'm in constant pain. He's a man of constant sorrow. Uh, <laughs> to his right is Pat. Hello, it's Paradiso, Pat. Oh, getting all fancy. And, of course, Cannon. I am the ghost of Christmas that will never be Cannon. I was hoping you would say the ghost of Cannon past. That would have been fun. Or it could be the ghost I of mean, Christmas ass. I, I, I'm, I'm a little slow on my feet tonight. Y'all just going to have to bear with me. I mean, to be fair, we are starting when we usually wrap up. Yeah. Like it is 11 o'clock, and we're all very tired. Yes. Yeah. Which means it'll go three hours because that's how that seems to work. Yes. This is going to be uh, <laughs> all-out review levels of insanity <laughs> without all of the alcohol. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. This might be a short one just because the like everyone's groaning and we're all just sort of hunched over the table like... Oh, God, why? I mean, I'm actually interested to hear it because, like, I have not seen this since I was a child. Mm. And, but, yeah. But not since he was Little Canyon Jr. Little Canyon Jr. Well, uh, let's get right into it then. All right. We'll do our normal thing. We'll do the round robin. So starting with John, what did you think of Trapped in Paradise? And what was your star rating? So, like, like many of these movies, this is the first viewing experience for me. And I have to say... I had a fucking blast. 
It, it, it just was gag after gag after gag. Most of them worked. I feel like the second half got really slow after a while. That could also be me because I'm tired as fuck. <laughs> but it, I, I was still enjoying it. I was never like, oh, my God, fuck this movie. So, except Dana Carvey at some points. But <laughs> <laughs> We'll get into that. We'll get into that. But I'm sitting at like a three and a half. I may could go up to a four. Okay. Okay. Pat, what about you? What would you think? Uh, again, first time viewing. Um, I had a lot of fun with the movie. It's like it's a, a lot of really strong jokes. It's just like it's a, it's a really good like crew. And it, it does a thing in like I love in movies how like there's a bunch of like small little characters. You see them all throughout the course of the movie and they're all kind of together at the end. Like everything's sort of like called back and referenced at, at, the, at the summation of the film, which is a trope I really love and seemed to be fairly present in like 90s films. Um, but it, it's super fun. I will echo the sentiment that it's not just you, John. That second half does like lose steam after a point. Like you, like you can definitely excise a portion and kind of like expedite the plot. But overall, it was a really fun movie. I give it Three and a half. Okay. Cannon? All right. <clears throat> Again, it's been a millennia since I've seen this movie. Uh, but strangely enough, after watching it tonight, it all came back to me. It's like it literally just like, oh, yeah, that happened, that scene. <laughs> and then just people that were in it that I didn't know who they were back then and then older Cannon Senior now season. I was like, oh, it's that guy. But... I really had fun with this. Like, I I agree with um, Justin. This might get bumped up in the um, the favorite Christmas movie list. Um, a little unconventional pick, I know. But, you know, it's it's a thing. It's a list. Uh, again, and, and trust me, y'all aren't alone. That, that second half was kind of a slog at bits. But, again, we'll get there. I'm actually sitting at a four on this one. Oh, I, I, right. I, really enjoy, I really enjoy this movie. Nice. Well, um, I mean, I do agree with you guys. The, the second half was a lot slower in terms of jokes and pacing. Uh, I mean, I get why, because it had to do that shift from... It's a more dramatic Gag one, reel yeah. into Spirit of Christmas, whatnot. Uh, I'm a sucker for Christmas movies. I don't know if you guys knew that. Uh, and if you <laughs> what? Don't no me, idea. If you don't believe me, go back and listen to the episode of All You Can Hear where we discuss the different variations and adaptations of A Christmas Carol. And, and also, the uh, it's bookended with the uh, McRib Christmas Special. Right, the McRib Christmas Special, <laughs> uh, where you know for an hour or so, I talked about the different adaptations and warned everyone not to watch the Guy Pierce version. Again, do not watch the Guy Pierce version of A Christmas Carol. <laughs> It is hot garbage. This is, this is a caging greatness <laughs> bullet in the water. I'm thought- going to warn people every year for the rest of my life. Like, you, you, you don't realize that Shimmy actually puts on like a sandwich board and just walks down the street <laughs> ringing a bell. It's, it's like, like, don't watch the 2019 Christmas Carol. I, actually- I, had, I had somebody walk in the store like three days ago. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I watched that one with Guy Pierce. I really enjoyed it because I had the Patrick Stewart one on. And it took every bit of my strength not to leap over the counter to some bitch. I swear to God. Like, oh, you enjoyed Scrooge as a sexual predator. Okay. Well, happy fucking Christmas to you, guy. It, oh, I was so mad. I was yeah, so mad. That, that person's face is now on the um, band list at the store. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I love Trapped in Paradise. I really did. Like it was, it was heart. I'm a sucker for Christmas movies. Uh, 
for a lot of really sappy reasons with my childhood and what I won't go into. But the point being, I love them, especially ones that are schmaltzy and have happy endings. And this was it was both hilarious. I'm a fan of Cage, obviously. I love John Lovitz. I love Dana Carvey. So this was a good time for me all around. Four and a half stars. Uh, I fucking love this movie. I really did. I'm yeah. excited to watch it again before Christmas. Nice numbers all around. Yeah. <laughs> right. So the the basic plot. We'll just we'll do the 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 version where I just give the real quick overview and we talk about whatever springs into our head. That seems like the better. But way because tonight. it's a pretty episodic movie like there's yeah. a clear chain of events that happen yeah but it's definitely a little more meandery so uh nicholas cage his he's in new york and his brothers are in jail for petty crimes and and whatnot they get out on parole so he's responsible for them and they we find out later they trick him but you don't think any point is they cajole him into going to a small town in pennsylvania called paradise so that they can rob a bank that has real lax security they go in they rob the bank uh, they try to leave the town. It goes poorly. And then the guys who told them about the bank in jail show up and they kidnap their mom and they have a change of heart in the middle of it. So they give the money back. And then the town folk rally around them. Like, oh, we don't know who took the money. We love these guys. These guys are great. And everyone has a happy ending. It's really nice. Uh, you should go watch the movie. Now, that's the basic plot. The rest of it is just misadventure, which we'll get into now, starting with. Dana Carvey's voice. Now, I know that you guys seemed to not like the whole performance. Uh, well, it's only like the beginning of the movie. Once I like got settled into it, it didn't bother me near as bad. Okay. Like, but, I, but those first few jokes he did kind of landed flat. Like, it, it, like something about like his weird childlike demeanor was a little off-putting to me. And there's a bit where he's like robbing that open register at, like while they're in New York it's like he was just kind of like jittering like he's busting a nut like <laughs> it was just like had like his hair all stuck up like he stuck his finger in a, a light socket like I mean who knows it might have been a sexual thing for him I mean he yeah, was he so. was he's a kleptomaniac like he literally is compelled to steal everything and nothing for no reason uh, like I, I think he, they kind of mellowed him out as the movie went along but like I kind of felt like it was a little much. Talking about it was just kind of off-putting. I tell you, one of the things that I noticed about that that I think it worked well from how out there he was to begin with is the scene where later on, and again, we're going to be skipping around a lot, so you just go watch the movie and then skip around this, yeah, this is your companion piece. This isn't yeah. like, this isn't like yeah, this is, your, break, yeah. your beat by beat, which, you know, we do sometimes. You know, we're inconsistent. We're a little meandering ourselves. It just depends on the movie, you know what I'm saying? Like, with <laughs> yeah. the case of Raising Arizona, we talk about the shit at all. It's fine. Uh, deal with it, Eric. So, <laughs> <laughs> Wow, just doxing people. That's gonna uh, be deal with it, people. <laughs> Uh, so they're in the diner scene. This is after Cage has decided that he's going to give the money back. And uh, Dana Carvey's character, who's Alvin, and Cage was Bill. Was Bill. Bill. And then Dave was Lovitz. So anyway, Nicholas See, Cage. I, I was thinking, you know, the three chipmunks, the three <laughs> stooges. It's all pretty applicable. I just like the last name. Was it Florpo? They're sitting in the diner. Fipro was their, was their last name. Yeah, yeah. yeah Fipro. Or something. Yeah, they're sitting in the diner after they stole the horse and carriage and saved it from the uh, the broken ice lake. 
which out of context sounds ridiculous. It's fine. Watch the movie. It's, it's a very shallow lake. It's very shallow. They just shoved that thing out, right? It's so weird. It's like, oh my gosh, this, this horse is going to drown in like <laughs> two feet of water. Yes, water that's ankle deep at best. And this horse is like seven feet tall. So anyway, they're sitting in the diner, and Kay just decided to give the money back. And the point of all this was... That's when Dana Carvey's character comes clean and says, look, you were never wanted by New York police like we told you when you dropped your wallet after stopping us from robbing that little bodega. Uh, here's your wallet. And I think that scene with him being so subdued and so serious was made even more impactful by how crazy he was leading up to it. Oh, yeah. Because <clears throat> he leans in and says, give back my share, too. Because Lovis is like, nah, that's our money. Right? And I don't know why he sounds like James Cagney. That's not the point. <laughs> Um, I mean, you know, little tomato, tomato there. Right, it was fine. The impression game's next week. Deal, deal with it. Um, <laughs> it stinks. <laughs> it stinks. <laughs> I have the critic box set on DVD. I love that he show. Does. I've seen it. Yeah, he's I've seen it. it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that Carvey's performed like so subdued and so quietly. Like, no, I just give it back. He actually sounded like a normal human being there, and I think that added a lot to. He, he sounded like as the moment. No, he sounded as normal as Dana Carvey can yeah. sound. I mean, that's fair. But to be fair, him and Lovitz both have very distinctive voices. Yeah. Uh, well, and Dana Carvey just has a distinctive yes presence. <laughs> <laughs> I will go with that word. So I think I, th- I think that scene was helped by his manic performance earlier. And speaking of manic, how about those little bursts of Cage? Huh. Yeah, yeah I, I do like how we get the range of Cage. Because like, he's playing, he, obviously he has to be the straight man to Dana Carvey and John Lovitz in the film. But it is funny how, like, okay, he's got he's the mo, he's got to keep everything together, he's got to keep them straight. But then he'll just, like, turn on the Cage and, like, deliver a, a line in a very exaggerated way, and just, like, punctuating and, like, emphasizing words in a very unique way. Yeah, like, we we've already mentioned the movie, but... I was getting mad vampires kiss feelings because his performance and like style, tone, hell, even accent from like scene to scene is different. And I'm getting that a lot in this movie as well. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's actually kind of endearing in a way, but it's still a a bit everywhere. There was, there was a couple points where I was like, that was the take y'all went with. (laughs) Like, like, just because, like, Cage was doing an unnecessarily goofy voice. But because he doesn't really do it throughout the movie, it comes off as a little more jarring. Yeah. However, I do love how, like, you know, he's, he's like, he's a straight man who's trying to be a straight man, but is ultimately not a straight man. He's just as crazy as everyone else, but he's just holding it back. Yeah. And, and then you just get those glimpses where he's just like, fuck you! It's like, he's the... Perfect, like, blend mishmash of his two brothers. I've actually uh, found a little tidbit that I think explains a lot of what we're talking about. So, according to John Lovitz, the director, George Gallo, did not actually direct much and told the cast to do whatever they wanted. According to Lovitz, Nicolas Cage actually directed some of the film because Gallo refused to give direction. (laughs) Okay. There was one scene in particular, and it was one of the best scenes in the movie, where it's just them three riffing. And, and I, God, I cannot remember the joke. You can definitely tell, like, this is a movie they just kind of, like, let them go. Yeah, and, yeah. And, there yeah. Were, there, and there were definite scenes where it was like, oh, yeah, this is, like, ad-libbed. Uh, Dana Carvey also based <laughs> his performance on a young Mickey Rourke. Okay. Yeah, that's weird. Okay. That's, that's odd. 
But Danny Carvey is an odd fella. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, no, I mean, it was, uh, that's, that's, they also apparently all hated making the movie. They called it Trapped in Bullshit. <laughs> well, you know, you know, it's, it's like, uh, like an oyster, a little bit of irritation and they, it gives you a pearl. You know what? Your heartache did not go in vain. <laughs> it was, it was a fun time. I'm, I'm sorry that it, uh, was less than fun to make, but we had a fun time watching. Oh, we definitely did. It was a good time. Um, you know, it was just, it was really like to me, a lot of people, when they say like, this movie was heartwarming, they mean something like Miracle on 34th street or, yeah. or that sort of thing where it's like, oh, it's so sweet and saccharine that Wilford Brimley's warning me against watching it twice because of the diabetes, mm-hmm. you know, but, but this is more like a, a real world heartwarming where, you know, people kind of suck, uh, but then they do their best and get better. And I've, I've always appreciated redemption arcs in silly movies. But no, I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I do, I do like, appreciate, like, the small town story and the small town, like, you know, vibe. Uh, I do think it's funny that when they walk into the bank where they kind of meet all the principal characters in the town, it's like, well, this is the most robbable bank in the world. <laughs> yeah. And everyone in town is just the most earnest, sincere person who's ever lived. It's like they walked into Bedford Falls from It's a Wonderful Life, and it's just, oh. We're just robbers from the '90s, and we're gonna shoot you and take your stuff. And there's a lot of really good bits, like in the initial uh, robbery scene at the bank. Like, I, I, like obviously, it's, we're not gonna try to recap all that, but like to me, that's one of the, the strongest, funniest portions of the film. Oh yeah, because it, it keeps like escalating and escalating, yeah. and you're like, this can't get any wackier. And then by the time the whole fucking town is in the fucking bank, <laughs> so that, you're just like, how did we get to this point? Because like, when they <coughs> show up to the bank, you know, all clad in, like, ski gears, like, we're going to rob the bank. And then, like, a little old lady's like, um, actually, the, the the vault's locked and my husband has the key. And it's like, well, where's your husband? He's getting lunch across the street. So they take... <laughs> the, old, the old lady go across the street, find the husband, and then like, oh, well, we kind of held up this restaurant. You know, if we leave, the people are going to call the cops on us. And what do they do? They take the whole goddamn restaurant <laughs> across the street. But you're forgetting one part about that, and it's the best shot in the whole fucking movie <laughs> when they're like, you think these people aren't the first to, like, call the cops once we step out the door? And it's just like a, like, fucking still shot on the entire crowd. And Looking it's a, back at the camera. And it's a bunch of just, like, old, like, wasp white people. Also, I'll have to watch that a particular scene again, but I'm convinced that the same person was in both of them. Like, in the bank and the diner. I mean, very well might could have been. <laughs> might have been a couple, but there was this one guy... Salt and pepper hair, salt and pepper beard. That I was like, you were in the bank too, bro. What the hell's going on here? Yeah, it wouldn't that, surprise that's just me. A twin. Well, that's how they got the dog tripod. Yes. The Twins one that in paradise. Had, yeah, the the one that had the uh, the three legged dog. Yeah, tripod. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, tripod. It was, that's a great guy name. Who was watching the filming, and the director saw the dog. I like, throw it in there. I mean, I was like a three legged dog. Fucking pay that dog, baby. <laughs> He needs a new leg, fucko. <laughs> Shit. I, I love how there's a bit like after the end with a big shootout and they rescue everybody from the house and the the cops are like everybody out and they're just sort of seeing the devastation they wrecked and then let the three legged dog walk. So I was like, "Shit, did we do that?" <laughs> that was a great. That day. was hilarious. That was so good. Uh, but like, <laughs> just trying to, I'm kind yeah, of, I think you're the only one who actually took notes, Pat. So I took I took some there that have exactly like three. Excellent. Uh, 
the the mother was fucking funny. She's not in the movie a lot, but she's she's got fucking brass and she's yeah. funny because mm-hmm. uh, the whole the whole plan to rob the bank was when John Lovitz's character kind of like stole from like one of their uh, inmates in the this prison they were in, and then once he finds out, he's like, "What the fuck?" So he he and his buddy bust out and they sort of like are trying to retrace the the Three Stooges steps. <laughs> And then they kidnapped the mother, and she's just like, just dogging him down the whole time. It's like she's like this old Italian lady. She's just like meh, 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 just like, just like yakking in their ear, and just like quiet lady. And, she's and, just, and she just starts singing at one point, and, and and they cuts away for quite a while, and then cuts back, and it's like night, and she's still singing. <laughs> and then it just like tape her up and put her in the car, strong, and, and she's still just going off, just like fuck. You. And I, I mean, except this was PG thirteen, so there were no fucks. There, there's a lot of shits and goddamns. Love how like a brief, couple R bombs. Spoiler alert for that. <laughs> the like brief um, scene in the jail when those two guys go out because like he just gets pissed that he found out. Oh, somebody uh, robbed the bank that he's been scoping out for a while now, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And it's just so over, it's just so fast. It's just like, mm-hmm. man. Uh, and also the the wife of the bank president. You might also have recognized her name was Angela Patton, and she was also in Groundhog Day. Yeah, well, she I, was well, the uh, the lady who ran the bed and breakfast while Phil Connors was staying. Well, y- you know, I have not seen that movie all the way through. You need to watch it. That's my third favorite film. It's definitely on my like to watch list. Mm-hmm. I, it's push- a great movie. <laughs> great movie. I, definitely with this movie, it's like it feels like it's just like a who's who of like '90s character actors. Yeah, like yeah. The, I don't have his name in front of me, but the priest in this movie is uh, in the Boondock Saints. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a great bit where the priest is kind of like lying, like everyone else in the town is sort of like they get uh, the 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 Marxo brothers out of uh, jail and he's and it's like well, after he kind of like says his lie kind of looks up to this guy and it's like we'll talk later oh, <laughs> that man. was pretty was funny. so good <laughs> uh, and you know Richard Jenkins as the FBI agent was fantastic oh, oh yes oh yeah oh yeah but really he's great good. in everything yes uh, I, I still he's my favorite part of step brothers which that movie I don't know that I don't like that as much as I used to I, that's I, unfortunate I, I haven't seen it. In I mean, a while. I, I like it. You I bought it for it. me. <laughs> I oh, watched I did. it the other day. I just, I don't know. It's just, it's just, I guess it's wearing on me. There's still a lot that I love about it. Yeah, it's just I can't enjoy it as much as I used to. I haven't seen it in a while. However, I also feel like nothing has changed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he is great in fucking everything he yeah, he touches. He's fantastic. And I again, like I bring it up again, Boondock. He's like, like almost, especially like closer toward the end, like almost Willem Dafoe light in his performance as a guy, because like he, everything is literally in front of him, but there's nothing he can fucking do about it, and he is losing his mind over it. Like and it's he great. knows something is clearly wrong, but like it's just enough in the favor of the uh, the the three, the wise man, yeah. The three wise men, as they're uh, as they call themselves, and their <laughs> once they sort of have found their redemptive story at the end. It's like, like literally, the whole town that's in the 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 police station is like, oh, I don't know, they were here, they were with us, you know, they're just a good guy. We don't know nothing, and it's just like, there's something happening here, but I can't prove it. So you're <laughs> free to go. 
Yeah, that's the thing. Like he tells me, he goes, "You you guys got the chance of a lifetime here. You better you better take it. You better not waste it." And then as soon as Nick Cage's character goes, "We won't," he goes, "Admission of guilt. You're under arrest." <laughs> <laughs> bam, 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 bam. That's all I needed. Bye. <laughs> and like, how about the like the like you know? Of course, we're gonna be scattershot. Like that fucking finale when like you know the two crooks who who are pissed off at the uh, the at the brothers have like the bank president and his family, the ma, the brothers, and, like, the two, like, bumbling, like, store clerks who, like, are deputized to, to try to find them, like, the fucking FBI has, like, fucking, like, smoke grenades and shit, like, they <laughs> blow this house apart. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Just, it, it was great. <laughs> and, and, like, and just, like, the little, like, the little turns of phrases that, uh, like, what, what is it, um, what's his name? Vic, like the like the like the head, like the the big bad guy they piss off, who's like who they, who claims it, like that 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 the, the John Lovett's brother claimed was kind of the kick off the story, <laughs> like he has a lot of little, little funny lines, like all like all these like old Italian people are just funny as fuck, <laughs> like when he gets shot and blown out of the window by like the doofus cop. And they all like all they by like gang up and guns like points and guns at me, why don't you? <laughs> that was that was pretty funny. <laughs> Oh God! And it's like when um you know they they had a change of heart and you know, Bill at least he's ready to like turn over the money and he's like trying to look for a ride back to paradise and he like walks up to the truckers and he's just like he's like hey <laughs> excuse me you headed to paradise he's like nope New York City and he goes God where were you five hours ago <laughs> <laughs> it's like fuck when I wanted to keep the money and have a Grand old time. You know, I'm still curious, though. The car that they borrowed from the guy in New York that they ended up flipping and dropping off a bridge. Presumably, at the end of the movie, it's still there with a trunk full of guns. Yeah. I love how they literally drove off of the road, like, from a bridge and fell, like, their car upside down. And they're just like, ow, that hurt, kind (laughs) of. Just like, no broken necks. Well, to be fair, Cage said, ow! Yeah. Ow! Like, he was really hurt. He said ow a lot. He did say ow. A bunch. Very exaggerated Also, Cage's car, and this is so weird because I mentioned this like an episode or two ago about the shitmobile from Trailer Park Boys, but that car was legitimately the shitmobile from Trailer Park Boys. It was pretty fucked up. It's like the most like steam-driven, like rusted out (laughs) hunk of junk. It was like... Ten different car pieces all just, like, shoddily welded together. Like, all you got to do is knock one of those doors off, and Ricky, that's his house. <laughs> that's Ricky's house. His house. Ricky's house. Eating ketchup chips and trying to borrow a cat because the squirrel peed in his weed plants. I you don't want I, squirrels I, peeing in your weed plants. I'm getting those references, but I'm sure I know they're you hilarious. Don't. It's fine. It's great. One I don't day, think anybody here gets those one references. One day I'm going to start watching that show, probably. Yeah. It's on the list. I'll get to it. I haven't yeah. even fucking watched Hawkeye yet. I mean, same. There's only like three episodes of that. I did finally watch Chung Chi, though. Yeah. Oh, I fucking loved it. It was yeah. awesome. I, I got to see Eternals. I still need to watch that. How was Eternals? It was <laughs> aggressively mediocre. Cool. Like, I mean, it's like I'm excited to see where they go from here. Had they stayed true to the comics. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, at least it's not in humans. Am I right? Ooh. That is very. You true. know what the sad thing is? If you're going for adaptations between the two of them, the Inhumans have so many better characters and so many better stories and so much more history that people give a shit about, and yet. They were just shunted off to a shitty ABC show, and the fucking Eternals get the big budget movie, and that just feels wrong to me. 
It's, it's like, you know what? We fucked up with uh, Inhumans. Uh, no take yeah. twos around here. It's fucked up forever. Yeah, but I mean, did you watch that show? I mean, I uh, pretty fucked up forever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I um, mean, but the thing is, nobody watches, so they could do a take two. Whoa, be whoa, like, whoa, whoa. I don't know what everybody's talking about here. That being said, bringing back an old bit. Everyone watching humans? What's wrong with you? Why aren't you watching the Inhumans no, right please now? Please don't. Yeah. Watch the Inhumans. You can easily find it on Disney Plus don't in the that. search bar. Don't yeah, like, that. go check out all our other favorite Disney Plus at Marvel shows, like. The Runaways oh, and God. Cloak and Dagger. Oh, yeah. God, stop it. Just all the, the goodness. Next, you're going to tell people to watch the 60s Spider-Woman cartoon, which you should. It's terrible. Yes, 100%. I didn't know they had a 60s Spider-Woman cartoon. Even 70s. You remember when we used 70s. to tell everyone to watch Marvel shows? Yeah, well, I mean, they were really good. <laughs> yeah. It's a, that, that was one of our early bits. <laughs> I hear Hawkeye's really good, and I, the, the rumor train is going strong for the return of Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. Vincent D'Onofrio is in Hawkeye? That's the rumor. Well, there's also the breaking news that last night from this recording that Kevin Feige said that Charlie Cox will be back as Daredevil at some point. Right. Yep. And I'm pretty sure that some point is No Way Home, She-Hulk, Echo, and his own show. Yeah. In that order. Probably. That's my guess. But yeah, Eternals... Uh, the two problems with it, there's this one character I wish would just fucking die. They are insufferable. Sprite? Yes. Yeah, no, that's the same in the comics. Oh my god. It fucking sucks. To be fair, Sprite in the comics is also a mass murderer. Like, they went super duper evil for a long time. Uh, well, well... She's not super evil in this. Yeah, she. Yeah, yeah she is. Fuck her. But <laughs> <laughs> she's evil than me. <clears throat> but for a movie that was nearly goddamn three hours, I still felt it was just the spark notes. Oh, that's upsetting. It should have been a six-episode miniseries. They should have picked a different set of characters. I think. But you know, I'll, I'll see it. I'll watch it. I'm sure it'll be fine. But like the cinematography, the acting is really fucking cool. Like. Camille Nanjiani, he's Camille Nanjiani. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's everything. fucking great. Although I, I shed a little tear because that man took too much HGH and his hair, his head is literally a block of wood right now. <laughs> it is, is a, a actual cube. <laughs> I do love, like, for nothing else, I love the fact that Kit Harrington's in this movie because I know, I know Game of Thrones ended, and he's like, you know what? He's talking to his agent. I'm like, I never want to wear a dark cape. Or swing a magic sword ever again. <laughs> I don't want to do any of that. Uh, and his agent's like, well, I got you a part of this Marvel movie. And he's like, uh, okay, awesome. I love Marvel. And yeah, Rick, Richard Madden's in it. He recommended you. Oh, yeah, he was always a good guy. I always thought he was kind of jealous of me, but I guess I was wrong. <laughs> What's the part? Well, you're playing a character named Dane Whitman. Oh, Dane Whitman. Dane Whitman. Why, why does that sound so familiar? What is he a superhero? Yes, yes, kid, he is. Uh, what, what, uh, what, who is that? Well, Kit, he's the Black Knight. He wears a dark cape and he swings a magic sword. Yeah, and that's just that's my favorite thing. I love how he goes from one franchise to another and <laughs> essentially the same character. Yeah, it's pretty pretty fantastic. And people are real horny for Rob Stark in that Eternals movie, uh, according to rumor. Really? Yeah. <coughs> both, both in and out of the movie. Uh, Angelina Jolie is surprisingly pretty good, too. Yeah, I just, I don't, 
I don't like her acting most of the time. Like, I don't either. And, and But, like, it's nothing that's going to blow your mind. But I was like, oh, okay. Like, I actually care about the character. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it when it hits Disney in January 20th, I think. Yeah, definitely wait till it comes to Disney+. Plus. But Shang-Chi was fantastic. Hell, yeah. I'll definitely check that out eventually. Yeah. And you can watch Trapped in Paradise for free on Tubi. Yes, on Tubi. Uh, I just I just bought it on Amazon. Like a sucker. Wait, Trapped in Paradise is on Tubi? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was nowhere else to stream it. So I was like, you know, I'll just buy it on Amazon. Hey, but uh, I'd say a four and a half star rating is definitely a buy. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I, I had high hopes that I was going to love it. And it was only $10, so, yeah. you know. It's ten bucks. Yeah, speak. It's like not like my. Wait, what did I give? Uh, I, I forgot what I bumped a Willy's Wonderland up to. Seven ninety nine, I think, wasn't it? No, no, no. I'm talking about my rating. Oh, oh your yeah, rating. Cannon went into the algorithm and like <laughs> charged more for that movie. No, 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 no. Like, um, I found Willy's Wonderland at uh, uh, replays or one of our local stores and local discount refurbished games in the movie store. Yeah. But you get lucky. Uh, you can find some brand new stuff there for pretty cheap, cheap. One of which being for yeah, it was like six ninety nine. It was Willy's Wonderland, and you know what? I'm excited to watch that again. Just uh, watch my score blow the roof off of Letterboxd. I'm headquarters. excited for everybody to watch it again too because I want you guys to enjoy it the way I enjoyed it. I mean, I own it now because so I four and a half star enjoyed that shit. <laughs> and, Five and a half stars. I mean, compared yeah. to what? Like, oh my god! Like, I mean, I. I, I Cage movies, like jujitsu. Oof. Like, yeah, that was that was rough. And like movies, like I guess, like Bringing Out the Dead, not necessarily a bad movie. However, I didn't really enjoy it. That's fair. Ugh. Like but, that's one that that's everyone. Like I get it. Like it's a good movie, but it's not for everybody. Yeah, totally. It's like, it's like Uncut Gems. I know it's a fantastic movie. Don't have any fun watching it whatsoever. Yeah, no, I never it, want to watch that shit again. It, it's very anxiety-inducing. It is the most anxious I've ever been watching. You, you should have seen the AYCH crew watching the movie. We're all just like tucked into our own asshole. <laughs> like we, we saw it in the theater, and fucking Wenzel had his hood over his head and took the drawstring and went... Phew. Oh wow! Like he was like he canned it, it up at, at, over the course of that film. <laughs> and me and Wenzel nearly stood up at the end, just like, "Fuck what?" <laughs> uh, <clears throat> a, a great bit that I thought was funny and uh, taking it back to trap. Uh, like it, it's not, I guess, inherently funny. It's just funny. It was like with the bits we do in the show because they steal a boat and try to escape uh, on water. It's like, oh, they're trying to get away up a river. A breather. Go up river that's not frozen <laughs> somehow. But 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 they but, but, but this little shallow lake is. Yeah. yeah. Just like this fucking like knee high, ankle high like pond that this horse <laughs> just gets stuck in. And you know, actually, uh that brings up a, a good point that I thought about I've thought about several times with my own viewing preferences, like Trapped in Paradise versus say something like Uncut Gems. When you're watching Trapped in Paradise at no point do you get the sense that anything legitimate is on the line. Mm-hmm. Like you know it's going to end up fine. Everything's going to be good. You're just sitting there. You're looking for a good time. Like You're going to enjoy this movie from front to back. You're not going to worry about any characters. Nobody's going to fucking die. You know, It's going to have a happy ending. And then you're going to walk away happy. You're just there to see the chicanery yeah. and like, okay, they're going to get out of it. It's kind of like, you know, I'm just here for the fun. And I, I love that. 
Yeah. That's my favorite type of movie. Because, like, watching, like, Uncut Gems, watching fucking Schindler's List or anything like, like, the stressful shit. My life is stressful enough. I don't need the help. So this was nice. This is a very pleasant movie experience. Because, like I said, I'd never seen it before tonight. So you're sitting down, like, like from moment one, you're like, there are no stakes in this movie. None whatsoever. It's all going to be fine. It's it's got that upbeat John Williams faux John Williams music. Yeah, and like you, it's, it's sometimes you just need that, you know. <coughs> I guess it's a good thing they didn't go with the original ending. What was the original ending? Well, um, turns out the entire town were cannibals. I don't think that's accurate. I don't know. Hey, look, it, it just popped up on imb.com. I don't think see, originally the script was for ha- Cannibal Holocaust 2. <laughs> see, this, this reminds me of those fun bits we used to do where one of you would say something that sounded completely legitimate and you'd say it totally earnestly and try to get me to believe it and then I'd believe you and then you'd say that you lied to me and betrayed my trust. Maybe. Uh, it was a fun bit the first few months of Cajun Greatness that I did not miss. Yeah. Yeah, it's, we're going to do it more next year. We bring back everybody's favorite segment, gaslighting the shimmy. I don't, uh, I don't like that. Can we not? Can we go back to shit talking Tanner or something? Like, I like that bit. <laughs> That's a way more fun bit. Okay, look, I'm going to close my eyes and point randomly, and whoever I land on, they get gaslit in 2022. No, that's not fair. Uh, you know where we all are. Uh, you. Why? <laughs> Hey, look, it's the the luck of the draw. It's not the luck of the draw. I'm sorry. Look, I'm I'm, going to put it in my tablet. Gaslight Shimmore in 2022. No. It's in the books. I'm sorry. God damn it. I quit. I'm leaving. He slapped slapped that so hard after he put it. It's official. Oh, Oh, no. Mm. Oh, Oh. Uh. Oh, Oh, man. I don't like this game. This is not a fun game. Unlike next week's game, the impression game we're going to be playing. That's right. Next week will be Caging Greatness Presents the Impression That I Get. That's what I've named it. Right? Right? Cannon, don't you love that? Cannon's got a very... Oh, I knew he would be excited. a very Potter's look on his face. Pat just sort of looked at me. And John said, My face fucking lit. Up with joy, ladies and I'm going to do my best to get us a theme song for it that's ska. I do what I can. I've been doing a lot of music lately. I'm going to do my best. No promises, but I'm trying. And guess what? There's going to be at least one person skanking on air during the episode. Let's just do the Jimmy Hart WCW <laughs> version of the impression that I get. Just yeah. change it just a right. smidge enough. Just change one chord in the progression. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of down, like a down, go down, like a down, like a down, like a down. Yeah, that's all you got to do. That's, Done. that's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love that OSW bit where they're like, yeah, you know, DDT's theme, you know, smells like scene spirit. It goes, Da da, and, and his goes da da. <laughs> uh, Ra- Ravens was just even flow. Yeah, a lot yeah. of grunge. Yeah, in a WCW. Lot of grunge. Uh, like parody, not spoof parody versions of those songs. <laughs> Royalty free. Royalty free. <laughs> it, it's the least you can change a song and. Still avoid a copyright strike. Right. Still- I don't know. I feel like that would still count as copyright. <laughs> it still baffles me that Jimmy Hart, of all people, were behind most of those. Yeah. No, he's very musically inclined. Especially more so, in, I believe, in, like, what, like, 96, 97 or something like that? Yeah. 
Fuck <laughs> American males, American males, American males. <laughs> and then, of course, they just paid all the money for Voodoo Child for Hogan. <laughs> Oh god damn, that's fucking great though. Like I, I, I hate to fucking give Hulk Hogan a compliment, but when he fucking came out to Voodoo Child, fucking with fucking boas, and it was great. Yeah, no, I mean it was it was as much as he's a shithead, that character was amazing. Yeah, it's like how much I love the Undertaker, the character, the character. <laughs> Mark Calloway needs to fucking stop. I'm just like, God damn it, Mark. What the fuck? Mark is a Mark, isn't he? Jesus Christ. It's like when you realize American badass taker was just really taker. (laughs) That's that's, that's just him. That's just him. No kayfabe. And of course, Kid Rock and Limp Biscuit were his theme songs. Why wouldn't they be? (laughs) Well, they only use American badass for what, like? Like like a couple of months before they went with rolling or some shit. Yeah, uh, I still defend fucking uh, ginger goth redneck taker <laughs> who rides a bike sometimes. You mean booger red? Booger red. Oh, God. Yes, booger. <laughs> Wait, that Jim Jim Ross called him that. It was uh, some uh, sports big reference. booger red. When he stopped dyeing his hair black because he like has red hair. Yeah. <laughs> and God damn it. Yeah, I, I liked American Badass Taker. I stand by it. I don't care. I mean, I like the power bomb. Oh, the last ride's a great fucking move. Yeah. Gives your fucking opponent a wedgie from hell, but you fuck, it looks cool. <laughs> gives him a wedgie from hell before you send him straight to it. Just boom. Why Why did they never give him the spot? Like, they always did, you know, the choke slam through the ring spot. Why didn't they ever give him a last ride through the ring spot? That would have been fucking cool. I have to imagine this because it probably would have been way more difficult to control where they landed properly as opposed to the choke slam. Nah, they could have figured it out. If they could figure out where Mick Foley can land from falling off the goddamn hell, in the, I'm talking about his match with Triple H, of course. Right. Because that spot was obviously planned. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. If they can figure that shit out, they can last ride somebody through the goddamn mat. Uh, maybe they just didn't trust Taker enough to land him proper. Maybe they didn't trust people to cut holes properly. Yeah, it could be, could be. I've been thinking they think they're all at fault here. <laughs> it's like, then it's some, I love how this just went to wrestling. <laughs> well, Who uh, are you people? <laughs> like we said, the movie Trapped in Paradise is great. You need to go watch it. It's a series of misadventures, and we would be doing a disservice by describing them uh, you know, beat by beat when you could just go enjoy the movie. It's a really good movie. We've yeah. all in, really enjoyed it. Yeah. It it's, was, a, it's, a very, it's a very enjoyable, yeah. uh, solid Christmas film. Uh, definitely, it like as we said earlier, it starts to kind of peter out a little bit in the second half. You know, I guess for like you know, dramatic reasons, but yeah. like it's where it starts to get earnest. Earnest, you know, uh, earnest age Christmas, <laughs> earnest scared Christmas, mm. earnest scared Christmas, <laughs> earnest scared Africa when they made that movie that one time. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the forgotten <laughs> earnest film. I I rented that from my local blockbuster, and I got six minutes into it. Before I was like, yeah, I think I'm good. Yeah, you mean to tell me <laughs> that the 90s film Ernest Goes to Africa yeah. is not a sterling, it's, unproblematic film? You know what? I still great. say the pest is worse. <coughs> yeah, no, I would agree with that. The pest was worse. <laughs> um, and I've seen Ernest Goes to Africa. Like, and I, I was so, a kid. I don't remember dick about I it. I watched Ernest Rides Again in the fucking theater. The last one that he did that was theatrically released, I was in there, and I still front row opening night. I could not okay. get through Ernest because it's Africa. I remember dad. <laughs> I remember one thing from that movie. It's like the opening scene where you meet the uh, the um, 
the waitress that he's infatuated with in this movie. And there's some dickhead in there. He goes, hey, uh, I ordered over easy and runny. Take this back. Okay. And that's all I remember. <laughs> like an inconsequential moment in the film. Yeah, like it, it means nothing. But that for some reason, and of course, you know, him going, eh. I'm like, I love Ernest, though. I owned, Why did he do that? <laughs> I owned the VHS of Slam Dunk Ernest with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. How many Ernest movies were there? God, there were so many. Really? Let's I feel like out. I've missed a I, I few, think there were, I Lord. think it eventually got into the double digits, right? I don't think it was. They got that? No. I don't think no it was that way. many. Did uh, anybody want to take a guess before I look it up? I'll say nine. I'm going to go with nine. That sounds like I'll a fair assessment. play it safe and say seven. Are we counting the direct-to-video ones? All of them that all Ernest all, does something. Okay. All of the Ernest. Okay. Well, I, I've got the number here. Uh-huh. If we count his unnamed cameo role in 1985... In Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam, then it's 10. Oh. But I, as, as far as Ernest blah, 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 nine. Oh! Shit. <laughs> Ernest goes to camp in 1987. Ernest saves Christmas in 1988. Ernest goes to jail in 1990. Ernest scared stupid in 1991, my favorite Halloween movie. Ernest Rides Again, 1993, which is the last one that was in theaters, which I saw in theaters. Ernest Goes to School, 1994, which I did not enjoy. Slam Dunk Ernest, 1995, which I wore the fuck out on my VHS tape player. Ernest Goes to Africa, 1997. And Ernest in the Army, which I never even bothered with. Wow, he did one after Africa? That was 98, yeah. <coughs> when was um <laughs> the Beverly Hillbillies? Uh, God, he was Paul was, in that one. That was his yeah. last film, if I remember correctly, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Beverly Hillbillies was 1993. What? Oh, my God. I was way yeah. off. Never mind. Uh, this was a story about a man named Jed. Uh, he was in Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain. Yeah. And Roseanne. Yeah. His last movie was the voice of Jebediah Cookie Farnsworth in Atlantis, The Lost Empire. That was a posthumous release. The last thing that he did that he was alive for was Toy Story 2 as Slinky Dog. Yeah, he was Slinky Dog. Man, R.I.P. Dog. Apparently he was in a movie called Daddy and Them, directed by Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. 2001, but I don't know what, how that worked out. I bet that's a weird fucking movie. Yeah, I remember that one. Uh, I never watched it, but I remember hearing about it. I didn't hear any good things. Like, fucking Andy Griffith was in it, too. What a weird... Yeah, like, like looking the, at the cast, it's got a weird... Yeah, it's a weird cast, right? So that's going to be one of the spots on the wheel, just, like, whenever we we <laughs> knock new... It's going to... Ernest gets a spot on the wheel. Like, <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton, Laura Dern, Andy Griffith, Kelly Preston, Jamie Lee Curtis, Ben Affleck, Jim Varney. What the fuck is this Walter movie? Walton Goggins... <laughs> Oh, now I have to watch it. Walter Goggins is in it. Uh, uh, Singer-songwriter like John Prine. I feel like they just spun a wheel, and whoever <laughs> landed on they got in the movie. Yeah. Man, them motherfuckers were like... <laughs> I 
Let's see what it lands on, just for shits and giggles. And for shits and giggles, it lands on Walton Goggins. You're in this movie. No, that clearly says Shimmy's choice. No, yeah, that's uh, the, too bad it's not a sanctioned spin, though. I know. Because it's, <laughs> it's going to land on Jonathan when we spin it again. I will say, Jonathan waited it, it, that it, wheel. It, if I, if next time it spins, it lands on me. No, it's I yours. Will, no, I'm going nope. to give it to someone else. No, it's yours has to be yours. It's always yours. It has to be. Yeah. No. See, nope, see, that's how the rules work. Jonathan. No, I can veto it. No way. Look, it's 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 very much what the 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 thing said. It's John's choice. Or are you gonna say what I'm thinking? What? What, what? if you pick? If it lands on yours, you pick spot on the wheel. It, it's John's choice. You do you do whatever you want. Yeah. Like yeah. So I'm going to give it away. Uh, that's John's yeah, choice. Yeah, fair enough. Well, it doesn't matter right now. We're not spinning anyway. Yeah, it's yeah. not saying. Not, not sanctioned. Uh, and, you know, we're uh, we're here at the hour mark. <laughs> How much of this episode is actually about the movie? It was a about lot. 35 minutes, actually. Yeah, yeah, like we were talking pretty consistently about <clears throat> yeah, it. Yeah, like we're, we're, we're probably about half. 50, I don't know. Abaddon, you got a fucking pen? You've been taking notes. Abaddon! Abaddon! Oh, see. Well, she, her I, mouth is full of blood. She so. says we did enough. Yeah, I'd say we're, like, it was about 50% of the show was about the movie, which... Honestly, a movie like this is impressive because, again, like as we said, we could tell you beat by beat the story bits and the jokes and whatnot, but that would just cheapen the movie. I think for Christmas, everyone who's listening should go watch Trapped in Paradise. It's free on Tubi. You can rent it on Amazon for three ninety nine or buy it for nine ninety nine, like I did. Or, or it could be like the fellas in the movie, steal it, and then be like have your, the cockles of your heart warmed by the sincerity <laughs> and earnestness of a small town in America, and then you just give it right back. That is also an option, yes. The choice is yours. Yeah. But you know what the right choice is. Right. So I want to say thanks to everyone who is still listening to this. Uh, Go watch Trapped in Paradise and probably Hawkeye. I'm sure it's really good. Um, Next week. Maybe wait on Eternals. Kind of suss it out for yourself. Yeah. Let's wait on Eternals. That's what I'm doing. It's fine. Uh, I had someone come in the shop probably three weeks ago. I was like, hey, if I wanted to, like, what, where would a good place to start if I wanted to learn about the Eternals be? And I had to look at them like, like, the movie. And they're like, what? Yeah, the movie. Just watch the movie. Because, like, there's, there's nothing that they've re-released as far as the books go. Not many of them were very good. And the last time we saw the Eternals before the most recent reboot was in an issue of Avengers where they're all fucking dead. But they, they keep, like, being resurrected. That's their gimmick. Hence, Eternal. So anyway, wait for Eternals, watch Hawkeye, definitely watch Trapped in Paradise. Next week, we'll join you again for, like we said, Uncaged, or the Caging Greatness Uncaged special, The Impression That I Get. Yes, and that's when the wheel spin will be sanctioned. Yes, in fact, we'll be spinning it quite a bit every turn. (laughs) But then then there'll be official spin for what we'll do for the next Uncaged. Correct, yes. Which we should probably do before. We should. We might ought to do that now because I'm gonna have to erase all that. We have to take a picture of the wheel. <laughs> I mean, we might as well just spin it now. So yeah, we'll go ahead oh, and spin well. it now. <laughs> okay. Well, now we're, it's the sanctions. This spin. is the sanctions. Well, let's do our plugs and save the spin for the very end. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, so John, where can the people find you other than your house? Uh, they can find me on Twitter where I'm slicing their fucking cockles with a long and shiny blade. Uh, at J-O-N-I-I-B-O-I-24 and John Onson 12 on Letterboxd. Nice tenacious D reference. Pat. Yes, hello everyone. Thank you for listening. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. 
that John lost his name. Uh, do me a favor, go check out AYCH. Uh, on Monday, we release episode 241 where the core four lads, Pat, John, Colton, Winslow, reunited, and it, we just have a shit show where yep. we just talk a bunch of wacky bullshit. I, I would say the first 11 minutes and 45 seconds are pretty unhinged because we haven't been in the same room together for a while. So, uh, yeah, just know that going to, it's pretty wacky, but we talk a lot about uh, uh, silly stuff, our Spotify wrapped, and a whole lot of Transformers. So that's uh, something you can look forward to on AYCH. Fun stuff. Canon. And I have been that Canon guy. You can find me at that Canon guy on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. All right, and I'm, of course, uh, Captain Chimmy. You can find me at Captain Chimmy's Kind of Art, Captain Chimmy's Almost Music, uh, the comic strip where I sell comics and I buy comics, all that jazz. You know where to find me. It's fine. So let's spin the wheel and find out what the first uncaged of 2022 is going to be. <laughs> oh, I'm all a titter. Son of a... <laughs> We should have been you filming. You dirty that. cheater! <laughs> you no that wheel. No shit. The <coughs> wheel landed on John's choice. All right, all right. You know what? No, 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 no. Pat, you spin it this time. Yes. Oh, it. <laughs> Fuck on the base. Fucking right, hell! Go for oh it. my god! Thunder that's, that's rolls. Great. It's gonna land on Jonathan again. If it does, we're done. We're, we're just we're starting over fresh. Oh my God! Please land on John again, just for the bit, just oh, for no. the bit. Oh, uh, oh, oh cannon, cannon choice! I don't, uh, know, I don't know what to say now. <laughs> this feels wrong. I don't like it. <laughs> spin it again? No, no, no! no I mean, no, no. Yeah, sure. I can find us something to do for the first one of twenty twenty-two. We got plenty of time. We don't even have the schedule. I can't believe it landed on it. That's I'm good so fucking bad. shit. Uh, no, but it is, how many times has people gotten their choice on this show? Uh, this is my first time. Yeah. Did I get one? I think. Was that the Van Damme uh, special? Uh, or or, uh, or no, was that was your birthday? Thing. Yeah, that was, yeah. I think it's been Jonathan every time. Yeah, no, I think you're right. On the, well, on the wheel spins, that is. Yeah, yeah. on the wheels, yeah. Because this is, you got yours, what, Twice. Yeah, well, technically three. And yeah, then <laughs> yeah. Well, John yeah. waited that wheel hot, because Hot Rod, right, was the first yeah. one. The Hot Rod was no. their birthday. Birthday. Yep. So that that bullshit was the other one. What was the first one? Wait, because there was Holy Mountain. Holy Mountain was 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 your choice. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because yeah, oh, so, it landed on the wheel. So it was just once then. It wasn't. You know what? Let, we have to go back to the. Have, yeah, I, 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 I might it, be confusing your birthday episode with. That then. yeah yeah I, I think, I think it was because they were like close together yeah, it they felt like back, I like, kept spinning felt like back to back well never mind it's yours again let's go no <laughs> <laughs> or we could spin it a third time and see what happens since everybody's arguing nah or, 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 or you want to be froggy and spin it for the second <laughs> on cage in 2022 oh god they unilaterally made a decision. If it lands on your choice, Johnson went into business for themselves. There's like no point of this nope. wheel anymore. Oh, it's mine. Pat's choice. Pat's choice. Okay, so everybody's getting a choice. I get it. Whatever. Fine. Fuck you guys. 
Okay. Third on page in 2017, people. If this lands on mine, then that wheel's haunted and we need to burn it. I have a Don play and put a Let's curse see. on it. Uh, it's not going to do this, Pat. <laughs> oh, you're a cheater. Okay, that, that doesn't count. Okay. Wait. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, so the next one after the impression game will be Cannon's Choice. And then after that will be me. And if Cannon's Choice is picking something else, then that's fine. It's Cannon's Choice. He all the power. Like He-Man. He's got the whole world in his hands. We discussed on our Dolph Lundgren retrospective, if you want to go back and listen to those. Only without the terrible page boy haircut. Right. All right. I think that's enough tomfoolery and chicanery for tonight. Uh, Don't rob banks. Watch Trapped in Paradise. And we will see you all next week for the impression game. It should be a good time. Very excited. Good night, everybody. What's going on? How absurd. Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box?